Here we go. Good nerve shop. So, today's daf is daf nun gimel, page 53 in Yavamis, and we're up to Rav Shravya Omar, which is the fourth line from the top of the daf, the top of the omen, Rav Shravya Omar. Got it. Let's remind ourselves what, uh, what's going on over here. So, uh, so uh, towards the bottom, hey, towards the bottom of Nun Bey's Omud Bey's, we brought down a brysa. Okay, we brought down a brysa. The brysa told us that if a person does chalitza to his Yavama, and then he marries her. He said chalitza Yavama, and then he marries her. So Rebbe says, now it's an Avera to do that. But it's a lav. But Rebbe says, listen, if Lamaisi, you gave her the money for the purpose of Ishus, for the purpose of marriage, then you got to give her a get, meaning the marriage was valid. However, if let's say you married her for Yibum, if you married her Lishum Yavmus, so then you do not need a get. But the Chum say, no matter what, no matter why you were her, no matter why you married her, whether it was for the purpose of Ishus or for the purpose of Yivmus, Either way, you're going to need a get, okay? So basically where they're arguing is, if you, if you walked over to your chalutza and you gave her a get, l'shum yavmus, Rebbe says no get, the Chum say yes get. And Rav Shavya is going to come to give an explanation. We had Rav's explanation, now Rav Shavya is going to give another explanation as to perhaps why Rebbe and the Chum argue. So here we go. Rav Shavya, Omar Rav Shavya says, b'chalitza k'shira. When... You have a chalitza kshira. Now, what's the difference between a chalitza kshira and a chalitza psula? So, a chalitza psula is an imperfect chalitza. Okay, an imperfect chalitza is one that's kind of forced. So, uh, that's going to be considered a chalitza psula. Chalitza kshira is I could have done yibam, and I chose to do chalitza. She says, "Listen, if it's a chalitza kshira, a complete chalitza, idiomalas kachili bezikas yavmin." If the Yavam says to his Chalutza, you're married to me with the Zika of a Yavama, of Yavmin, everybody says it doesn't work. You know why? Ain't no Zika exist. Zika does not exist. What do you mean? You're married to me with the Zika of Yavmin. You already did a Chalitza. It's not there. So everybody's going to agree to that. But the case in our Mishnah is dealing with a Chalitza Psula. Okay? It's dealing with a Chalitza Psula. Where he was forced to do the chalitza. So Omar Savar, one man, the Omar holds chalitza psula pateris. That even a chalitza psula, you know what it says? She's potter, she's out, she's completely gone. Umar Savar and the other opinion, now obviously there's going to be the chachamim, they say chalitza, chalitza psula, ena pateris. That a chalitza psula, a forced chalitza, ena pateris. And therefore, there's going to be some element, some strings of of um, uh, Yavmos that remains. So, uh, b- bottom line is, says Rebbe, that a, a uh, forced chalitza, and you do the shame Yibum, you're going to need a get. The Chum say, you do not need a get. Okay, that's Rav Shravya's take. Ravashi Yama, Ravashi says, the Kuli Alma, everybody, Maldonar Machlaikes, holds Chalitza Psula Nepeteres. Chalitza Psula does not potter her up and get her completely off the hook. But over here in our Brysa that we quoted, there's a Machlaikes. If he makes a Tnai, a condition in the Chalitza. You hear this? He, the guy, the Yavam does Chalitza on his. Yavama, and he makes a condition. 
What's his condition? Yeah, he says, listen, I'm going to do chalitza on condition that uh, you give me money. Yeah? If, you give, I'm giving you, if you give me uh, $100 in a month, the chalitza is valid. That's what he says there. Okay. So, Mar Savar, one man, the Amar holds, as we're going to see, that it, this is going to be the sheet of the Chachamim. Yesh Tanai You could still have a valid chalitza, even though there's a Tanai, there's a condition attached. Mar Savar, and the other opinion, which is going to be a Rebbe, is going to say, no, ain't Tanai Bechalitza, there's no such thing. And since there's, uh, and since there's no such thing, so the according to the Chachamim, the Zika, if he says to her, oh, the Zika of Yavamin, fine. It's going to, it's the Maisa, it's going to work because... It, it, because uh, they were still connected. Okay. Next way to possibly interpret the Machlekestin Rabbi Nacham. Rabbi Nacham, Rabbi says, the Kuli Alma, everybody agrees, Yesh Tanai, you can make a Tanai. However, we're now going to get into a fascinating, we're going to touch on a fascinating sugya. And that is, what's considered conditional? What's considered a condition? You say, what do you mean, what's considered a condition? You made a condition. Ah. Why? Because in order for something to work, it has to be sourced in the Torah. Well, where is the source in the Torah that you can make conditions? Where does that come from? You know where it comes from? Shevet Ruvain, right? Shevet God, Bechati Shevet where they said, oh, we, don't, we want to stay in Abraham Yardin. We don't want to go into Eretzral. And what Maish Rabbeinu say to them? He made a condition with them. He says, all right, guys, listen here. You want to stay in Eber Yarday, and I'll make a condition with you. If you help us out, we go fight. And if you don't, then you're not going to get it. So when Maish Rabbeinu made a condition, listen to this. Listen to his words. His condition was, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it if he told them the... The pros, not the pros and the cons, the positive and the negative. If you do it, you get it. If you don't do it, you don't get it. It's called a Tanai Kuffel. He doubled it over. He, he brought out all the them. He brought out all the sides. So when I make a condition with somebody, I say, if you don't do this, you're not going to get it. Is that considered a valid condition? Or do I need to make a condition the same exact way? Maish Rabbeinu made it in the Torah. So here we go. Says Ravina. And over here, the Tanai Kuffel Kumiflagi, they're arguing about a Tanai Kuffel. Mar Savar, Tanai Kuffel. You need a Tanai Kuffel. The Mamish needs to be doubled over in order for the condition to be valid in the first place. Mar Savar, and the Chum say, no. Lai, Be'inan, Tanai Kuffel. Okay? You don't need a Tanai Kuffel. And as long as you uh, point it out one side, you are going to be okay. Agansa Sigi elsewhere. Bottom line is another possible approach. For the Chachamim, for, for the Machoikas, between Rebbe and the Chachamim, again, going back to the Brisa that we learned yesterday, where if he married her, Lashum Yavmus, Rebbe's going to say, you do not need to get, and the Chachamim say, you do need to get, and now we know why. Period. End of the Gemara. Okay, Gavaldik. Two dots. Brand new Gemara. Chalatz ve'osamimer ben-nosan get uba'al. Ready? Here's what he did. He did chalitza. Now, is everything done once he does chalitza? But we're going to see. Chalatz, also mimer. And then he does mimer. Venosan get. And then he gives her a get on the mimer. Ubal, and then he has relations with her. Okay. 
What was the rule in the Mishnah? Once you did Chalitza, you're done. Nothing else has any impact. Says Gemara, We actually touched on this a couple of daf ago. And the Gemara asks, listen, we know once you do Chalitza, the party's over. Why? Because you performed the biblical obligation of Chalitza, you're done. You, you, know, you, you broke the, the Zika, you broke the bond. However, what about Bia? You know, by Bia you're taking her in. So why don't we say that same rule, the same way, once you do Chalitza, nothing else matters. We say the same thing with Bia. Once you marry her, she's not your full-fledged wife. Abayi and Rava Dami Tarvayu, Abayi and Rava both say, Tani, we should taka learn in our Mishnah, Einachar Biaklum. Yeah, that's taka how the Mishnah should be read. So the Gemara says, oh, but it doesn't say it. Shkoyach, that's how it should be said, but it doesn't. V'tanati Don, Hataras Yevama Lashuk Adifale. And you know why it doesn't say it in our Mishnah? Because our Tana, who says that nothing works after Chalitza, Holds, he says, like he says, we had Torah Yavama to release a Yavama Lashuk to the Shuk Adifa Lay is, is uh, better off having that conversation. Meaning, he prefers to have the conversation around Chalitza than he does around the Yibam. Okay, Gavaldik. But in Achanami, that was the Gemara's answering in Achanami. Yataka would be true that in Achanami, according to this approach. Fine. Next. Two dots, next part of the Mishnah. Echad Yavama Achas. Echad Yavamas. Whether there's one Yavama or whether there's two Yavamas, all these cases and halachos apply. Masdis and Lake Ben Azai, the, the Gemara just points out our Mishnah does not follow the opinion of Ben Azai, the Tanya, Melendin Abraisa, we learned in Abraisa, Ben Azai Omer. Ben Azai says, Yesh Maimer, Achar Maimer. There is Maimer, Achar Maimer. Seeming like the Chachamim, okay? So you hit us. You have two women fall to one Yavam, and he gives one Mimer. And then he gives the other one Mimer. Both of them have Mimer. They're both connected to him in some way. Um, then it would work. However, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's go back. Benazir Benazir says, Yesh Maimer Achar Maimer. When do we say there is Maimer after Maimer? Bishne Yavamin Vyavam Achas. If two Yavams, two Yavamim, two male Yavams, two brothers, do, uh, do, um, uh, do Maimer on one Yavama, then we're going to say both of their Maimers were affected because again, it goes on them. Each one has the right to a Maimer. However, Vain Maimer Achar Maimer, Bishne Yavamais Vyamachar. One guy does not have two Maimers to give out. But one woman can accept, so to speak, um, two mimers from two brothers. Ketzad, and that does not work with our mission. Ketzad, mimer, lizu. Okay. Says the Gemara, Ketzad, what's the case? Two Yavams fall to one Yavam. So you do um, mimer to one, mimer to the other. So if you hold ein mimer, achar mimer, then only the first one's going to need to get. The second one is not going to need a get. Says the Gemara, let's say our Brisa, our Mishnah, is a riot to Shmuel in early Amaira. Damar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Chalatz the Valas Mimer. If the Yavam did Chalitza to the one who he did Mimer with, like Niftar Tsarasa, the Tsarasa is not off the hook. Oh, yeah? Why is it not off the hook? So the Svara, this is the logic that we learned two days ago. You ready for this? One second, he did Chalitza. Yeah, you know something? But here's the deal. Since you're, since you're more forced into this chalitza, so it's called a lacking mimer. It's an imp, I'm sorry, it's, an imp, it's a lacking 
chalitza. It's an imperfect chalitza. It's called a chalitza psula. And when you have an option to do a complete chalitza, a chalitza on the woman who did not have mimer, or the chalitza on the one who did have mimer, you got to the one who didn't. And therefore, if you did it to the one who did have mimer, the other one's not released because, the, because what you did is not really effective. That is the opinion of Shmuel. And this is an upslug. This is a refute on the opinion of Rab Yosef, says the Gemara, not necessarily, or not necessarily, Mikatani Chaylitz, no, it doesn't say that he should do Chalitza, Chalatz Katani, he did it. Yeah, Diyavad, Bidiyavad, is done. Yeah, if it's done, okay. Once you did it that way, Lamaisa, you know, what's going to be the next step? And that's what we have to know, right? The Torah always tells us to port your side. The Torah doesn't only apply to plan A situations. The Torah applies even, and some, uh, unfortunately we could say most often is, is uh, even after we make the mistakes. Everything, no matter where we are, right? It's, uh, you know, when we lift up the Torah, it's a beautiful idea, it's a beautiful thought. And we lift up the Torah after Kriya Satira. Everybody says, Okay. This is the Torah. You know where that Pusik's written? You know where it's written in the Torah? Right after the halachos of an ir miklat, of an unintentional murderer. It says, Why are you writing at that moment? The, the answer is, the Torah is giving us an important message. And that is, yes, we're dealing with murderers. True unintentional, but the Maisa, this guy's a murderer. I would say, you know what, shove it under the rug. Pretend it didn't happen, whatever, no, hush, hush, nothing good. Says the Torah, by connecting the Zaysa Torah to this situation, even in, the, in, a, in a circumstance where you have Yidin doing actions that we know to be the most terrible of the terrible, there's still this Torah telling me, what's the halacha? There's never a situation that a Yid can possibly be in in his life. He could have made 5,895 mistakes, which would led him to this ridiculous moment. But at that moment, there's still, look at the Torah, the Torah has what to tell you. The Torah has a way to guide us, and tells us how to, uh, how to pull ourselves out of it. The other, you did it. I, now that you did it, you did something wrong, yeah. But you didn't, okay. There's still, there's still a tire to tell me what to do, even in that situation. Beautiful. Okay. Next part of the Mishnah. Get Lazuva, get Lazuva Khulu. If the Yavam gave uh, a get to each of the Yavamas, you, <coughs> from each of the brothers. Okay. So this, this should be a Raya. Because what are we saying? What was the Lushan? Get Lazuv, get Lazu. Everyone, if you do get, everyone is obligated in a Chalitza. They, they all need a Chalitza. No, my Trichais, Trichais da Alma. Trichais means usually. Usually they would require a get, but it doesn't mean that necessarily each Yavama needs a Chalitza. Therefore, there's no proof. Okay. Get Lazuv, Chalitza Lazu. Let's say. The Yavam gave a get to one Yavama, and he did Chalitza on the other Yavama. Same point that we said earlier. Let's say this is a proof to Shmuel, and it is an upslug on Rabbi Yosef. Let's remind ourselves, right? Rabbi Yosef says, 
that you're obligated to do the chalitza on whichever one is, is going to cause less damage to. Right? If let's say you have a woman who's already divorcee. Remember that? And you have a woman who's only a widow. You, you, you're obligated to do chalitza on the one who's a divorcee. What right do you have to do baltashchis? Right? You have a, why would you turn the widow into a chalitza now when now no kohanim are going to be able to marry her? Okay. So Rabbi Yosef, in our situation, would say that the Yavam has to do chalitza on the one that he did mimer with, or the one that he gave a get to, and it, the one he gave a get to, and not the other one. So Gemara says, let's say this is a disproof on Rabbi Yosef. No, Mika Tani Chalitz, Chalatz, again, the Avad. Yeah, Rabbi Yosef says, listen, you shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't, and therefore the Avad, and Mishra's letting you know what happens once you didn't do it appropriately. Chalatz, the Chalatz, Oi, Chalatz. He did Chalitza. And then he did Chalitza. Or he did Chalitza. What was the Mishra talking about? So I was talking about his two Yavamas. He did Chalitza on each one. Um, and then, after Chalitza on the first one, he did Mimer on the other one. He gave a get. Uh, what, what was the rule? Again, once you do Chalitza, you're done. Nothing else, uh, nothing else is included in Hilchas Ibam. I have a list in Ami, Achar Biaklum. Same question we had before. The same way, Enachar Chalitza Klum. Why don't we say Enachar Biaklum? You're right. The Mishra should have said that. Beautiful. Same answer we gave earlier. And again, the Mishra says that our Mishnah, all of our halachas, and all of our cases applied when you have one Yavam and two Yavamas, or two Yavam, or, or two Yavams and one Yavama. Okay. Here we go. Says the Gemara, the last piece of Gemara for. Uh, this sugya for this topic, and then um, and then uh, we have a new sugya again. I'm a base. Bishlomal Rebbechan makes it going to Rebbechan and Damaru says Kula Beisa Balav Koi that the entire house, meaning the entire house of the brother, is has a lav. There's just a lav getting in the way. Meaning, meaning, you have a brother. You, you have you have a man who passes away childless, and he's got a bunch of wives. He also has a large family, and one of the brothers does chalitza on one of the wives. So now, the, uh, he did the Avera of not building his brother's house. He's the one who did the Avera, and he's going to be usher to particularly the woman, the, the, uh, the wife who he did chalitza to. All right. Says the again, that once one brother does it, everybody else is slept along. Into the lav, so the the Mishnah wants to let us know kedushin does not grab hold by chavelavin. So even if one of the other brothers, you know, um, uh, did an action on one of the on on the chalutza or one of the other women, also chavelavin kedushin is not taifus. Rishlakish, but Rishlakish says the Omar Elo the Rishlakish Omar, but according to Rishlakish who says kula base of the is kai. That the whole house of cars, now whenever you have a chiv of kari, the marriage is not going to be valid anyway. Again, besides for an either a saita. So therefore, the Mishnah is teaching me a chiddush that kedushin is in taifes by chavei karis. In other words, according to Reish Lakish, what we're asking, what's the chiddush of the Mishnah? According to Reish we have a chiddush of the Mishnah. Even by the Chavi Lavin, it's not going to be, the marriage is not going to be effective. But according to Rish Lakish, we already know Kharis isn't effective. So according to him, why do we even need to mention this statement? 
Answer the Gemara, Amr Lech Rishlokesh, says Rishlokesh, listen, he's answering a good Jew by asking a question back. According to you, Seifa, uh, at the end of the Mishnah, Diktani that we learned, let's say, the Yavam first lived with her, now they're married, and now he does Mimer. What did the Mimer do? Nothing, why? Because she's already your wife. So what did you do now? You gave her money? Again, so you gave her a marriage present. Yeah, you married her, very nice. So now, now you gave her a nice diamond ring. So, the Tanan wants to let us know that Kedushin doesn't work on a married woman. Why? Because the first Yavam had Bia with the Yavama, she's now his wife. So now the second Yavam goes, at, let's say you have a, it's not the, sorry, it's not the original husband that gave her a wedding gift. Yeah, his brother goes along and does Mimer on her. Did that work? No. Doesn't work. Why? Because she's already married to your brother. Ella, I did But since the Tan already taught us, <coughs> excuse me, about the Hatara, about the removal of Yavam Echar Yavam Achas, when you have one Yavam and one Yavama, meaning Ruven dies, he has one wife. That one wife also has one brother. We're going to say that. That uh, you know the the zika is broken. Classic Gemara type of approach. Classic Mishnah as well. Where even if it's not the largest chiddush or the grandest chiddush in the world, but once we're on the topic, we're going to mention the other halachos as well. Beautiful. That's the end of Nun Gimel Amud Aleph. We now turn to Nun Gimel Amud Base. All right. Givavik. Then the Mishnah said, Cholatz v'asa maimer v'nasa. The Yavam did Chalitza. And then, Maimer, or he gave her a get. What happens? What happens? What was the first thing he did? Cholatz. First it was Chalitza. So what was the statement again? The overarching statement of the Mishnah? Once you do Chalitza, you are done. Says the Gemara, Bishnah Cholatz v'asa maimer. It makes sense if he did Chalitza first. And then he did Mimer. Okay, Itzrich. I have a chiddush of the Mishnah here. So good. I mean, I would have thought to say Nigzer Mimer the Basar Chalitza. Let's make a decree about Mimer, which comes after Chalitza, and maybe it should work. Why? Otu Mimer the Kamei Chalitza, because maybe people are going to get confused and say, "Oh, one second. You know, if you if you're going to tell me Mimer after Chalitza doesn't work, then maybe people will think Mimer before Chalitza doesn't work, and that's not true. Mimer before Chalitza certainly does work." So maybe we should make a rabbinic decree that even after Chalitza it accomplished something. No, Kamash Malan. So the Mishnah is letting us know. Now, the like as we know, there's no decree. Uh, fine. Ella, but what about the case of Chalatz? Vinasan Get. Let's say he did Chalitza on her. And then he gave her a Get. What are we saying? After Chalitza you're done. Lamali. What's the Chiddush there? What's the Chiddush? What's the idea? Oh, I would have thought that what? There's no problem. Yeah? You gave a Get. No big deal. Says the Gemara, one second, according to you, say the end of the Mishnah. Let's say the Yavam had Bia with his wife, and then he and then uh, and then the same the the same Yavam did Mimer. Or he had Bia with her, and then he gave her a get. Bishma It makes sense. When he had a beer, then he gave her a get. It's shrich. There's a chiddush talk that the chmina was thought say nigs are get the basar beila. We should make a decree on get that comes after beila. That maybe we should say you're still connected or to get the kami beila. Because let's say you have get before beila. There's 
you know, there's still a connection because they do chalitza. Letting you know that no, there's no decree. We're not concerned. But when he when he had bia and then he does mimer, lamali, what's the chiddush? Yeah. So in other words, I'll ask the same question back on you. So here's the response to that response. Here's the response to that question. Ella, rather, what are you going to say? What's the pshat taka? I did the tana chalatz vasemaimer. Once the tana taught us, when you do chalitza and then you do maimer, tanami ba vasemaimer. In other words, ah, what's the chiddush? The answer is there's no chiddush. But once you told me ba vasemaimer, we're going to say, uh, um, I'm sorry. Once you told me the case of chalatz vasemaimer, we're going to mention the flip side of ba vasemaimer, even though there's no grand chiddush over here. I did boy the misdi ba vasemaimer. Tanami chalatz vasemaimer. Again, we're just classic mishnah. Same answer we gave before. We're just working in. The, the, the order of halachos, and once we mention the halachos of what's happening in that situation, we're going to throw in the other halachos as well. Okay. Then the Mishnah says, Bizman shehi v'chulu, at the time that it is. What do you mean at the time that it is? So we said in the Mishnah, if you look back, the Mishnah stated that there's nothing after chalitza whether chalitza happened as the first thing, as the middle thing, as the last thing. Okay? That was the opinion of, of um, Rabbi Nechemia. The Tanakama happened to have argued. The Tanakama says that it's only at the beginning that um, there's nothing after chalitza, but if chalitza is done in the middle or the end, there would be something after chalitza. And now we're going to come to explain the conversation between the Tanakama and Rabbi Nechemia. Again, the Tanakhama says there's nothing after chalitza, only if you do it in the beginning. While Nehemiah says there's nothing after chalitza, no matter what. Our Mishnah is not following the following Tana. The Tanya. Who's the Tana? In the Bryce that we're about to mention. Whether we're dealing with chalitza or biyam. If it's done in the beginning, the first step ain't achar aklum. I do be on my yavama. Done. Chalitza my yavama. Done. The emtza of besayif yesh achar aklum. Okay. Now that seems right now to be similar to our mission, our tanakam mission. Let's see. V'sholish machlekes bedaber. There's actually a three-way dispute about these halachos. Okay. Tanakama Savar. The Tanakama holds Bia, when it comes to Bia, when it comes to having relations with the Yavama. To Ikala Migzar, we mentioned that there's a reason to make a Gzera. This is what we learned a few days There's a reason to make a Gzera um, when you have Bia that, um, you know, that, that we're concerned about things that happen afterwards because people are going to say, listen, if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna use it by bia, they're not gonna use it by chalitza either. All right, people might come to have relations with one wife, the co-wife, after they had relations with the other wife. Fine. So Gazrinan, if there's ever a logic to tell me that we should decree that something afterwards, something after the bia, should be effective, so then beseder will allow it to be effective. Rabbinically, chalitza. When it comes to chalitza. The lekala migzar, there's no need to make a decree you're going to come to live. You, you did chalitza. So there's no need to make a decree that you're going to come to live with somebody forbidden to you, like Azrinan. 
You don't make a decree. This is all the approach of the Tanakhama. Fine. For Reb here's opinion number two. Reb says that no matter what, Bia is going to end the story. No matter what. Whether it was a good, whether it was a necessary Bia, you know, whether you were forced into it, not forced into it, forced meaning like there was no other option over here. Bia nami lekulamigzar. So, be as well. There's no need to make a decree. Why don't you make a decree about Bia because, uh, because of Bia which could come after a get? No, uh, because of, you should make a decree on Bia after a get because of Bia after a chalitza. No, keeping the chalitza the raisa made the yadi. People are more well known about Sukkim in the Torah than they are the rabbinic git. And again, staying in Reb Nechemia's opinion. And this that you're going to respond to that and say ligzar biachar maimer mishum biachar bia make a gzera about bia after maimer that it should not work because you might come to have bia after bia another one no kibun to be a daraisa hamidiyadi peseder this would be the middle opinion which is the opinion of Rabbi Nechemia fine according to Rabbi Nechemia bottom line even if you're kind of forced into the bia it totally works. Who holds that any time you're forced into something or there's an imperfect bia or chalitza, it doesn't completely work. He's not like the rabban who make a decree by bia. Hence, if there's if it's an if it's a imperfect type of yibum, if it's an imperfect type of bia, it's not it doesn't fully work. Because our chalitza mishum bia, and since it doesn't fully work by bia, we're going to be on chalitza as well because of that. Again, what's the logic? What's the svar in that? Because bia and chalitza usually go hand in hand, and once we're going to make a gzera on the bia, we're going to make a gzera on the chalitza as well. Hadron Allah, rabban gamliel, hadron Allah, rabban gamliel, hadron Allah, rabban gamliel. Malzov, everybody who joined us in finishing the fifth parak. Now we're going to shift courses and actually. Very, very exciting parak ahead of us. How do you do Yibam? How do you do Yibam? Okay? How do you do it? So here we go. Says the Mishnah. Very, very, very straightforward. Very straightforward uh, Gemara and Mishnah. Habal Yibam A guy has beer with his, his Yavama. Guess what? You was, did it work? Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, right? Says the Mishnah. You should know. You don't even need Das. You don't even need knowledge. This applies whether the bia was done b'shaygig or whether it was done b'mezid. Okay? What do you mean b'shaygig or b'mezid? B'shaygig or b'mezid is that he purposely performed the mitzvah or he didn't purposely perform the mitzvah. He liked her. So they decided to have relations together. Okay? Did he have it? Did they have in mind together that uh, that we're uh, we're having relations for the mitzvah? No. Still, you're married. That's a yibum. Fine. Bain ba'ines, bain beratzain. This also applies whether the yibum and the bia was done willingly, or it was done beratzain. Well, I'm sorry. Willingly is is beratzain or ba'ines. Ba'ines means it was uh, he was kind of like forced into it. Fine. It's forced into it. We'll see exactly what that case is. Um, how it's possible for the Yavam to do it 
kind of uh, against his will. Maybe he was fooled into it. Okay, it was it was dark, and he thought he didn't realize that it was the Yavam, whatever it was. This applies if he was a shaygeg and she was a mazid, or who mazid he shaygeges, who anus vehi vehi layanusa, and if let's say he's forced and she's not forced again, like the situation we mentioned, you know, she kind of uh, forced him into something. He anusa or she's forced vehu layanus. Echad amara, listen to this. This applies even if there is a partial penetration. Veechad agaymer. Or there's a gemar bia, a full penetration. Kana in all these cases, there's a complete acquisition of yavama as husband and wife. And there's no difference between one bia or another bia. Now Rashi says, what does that mean, one bia or another bia? This applies whether the, the bia was done in the uh, usual fashion that intercourse is supposed to happen, or whether it was done in an unusual fashion that intercourse is supposed to happen. The same thing applies a person who has relations with anybody who's forbidden to him in the Torah, or somebody who's puzzled to marry him, right? To a divorcee, or a widow to a divorcee, or a chalutza to a regular guy, to a regular Jew, or a Jewish, regular Jewish woman. To a mom's or male psala. In all these cases, whether it was done behind this, biratza, partial or complete. The halacha is she's possible from kahuna. It's considered it's considered an intercourse, it's considered a relations. And there's also no difference whether the bia was done in a natural way or otherwise. Says the Gemara. Okay, my afilu. What do we mean? Afilu. If you look back at the Mishnah, what did the Mishnah say? Afilu hu shaygeg The second line of the Mishnah, right? Even, even. What do you mean even? Usually when you say even, it means I'm about to tell you a bigger Chiddush. But look at what the Mishnah said. If you look at the first line of the Mishnah, Habal yavim tai beim b'shaygeg beim b'mezid, beim b'ainis beim b'ratzayin, on purpose, not on purpose. Forced, not forced. Afilu hu shaygeg v'himezidah. Or who may Why is that an added chiddush? What are you adding in with that feel? That's what's bothering the Gemara. It says the Gemara, you're right. It's not necessarily an added chiddush. Rather, let me buy Sometimes the Mishnah is structured in a way where it says something, and then it says, and let me buy. I don't even have to tell you about a smaller chiddush. And then we mention what that is, right? Meaning, let me buy I don't need to talk about a case where, let's say, he was unintentional, but she had intention for the mitzvah. Right? Or vice versa. Even when nobody here had any sort of intent, the shame mitzvah, it's still going to be a valid yibum. This is fascinating. Ready for this? The mitzvah of yibum is created through the action Despite anybody's knowledge, despite what they're thinking, it's a valid evil. Tani Rabchia, Rabchia taught us a few shneim shaygim, shneim ezidin, shneim anusim. Beautiful. Onus to Mastisin Echidami. Says the Gemara, what is an onus of our Mishnah? What does it mean you are forced? We say you're forced into it. What does that mean? 
you're going to talk about a case where you know he was he was forced into having relations with his yavama by the Gayim. What does that mean? In what way? Yeah, you have a yavama and yavama. The the Gayim, the local uh, Russian peasants, hear that there's such a thing as a mitzvah of yibum, and they want to see it done. And they come to the yavama. Oh, we hear you have a. It's a silly thing. You got to do it. And you guys, like, you know, I was planning on doing chalitza, and they hold them at gunpoint, and they say, "Well, we want to see how this works. Whatever, okay? We'll kill you if you don't have yibum with her. Fine. If that's the case, Rava says there's no such thing as being forced when it comes to arayis tavishein kishoi elaladas. It's not even considered an einus. You know why? Because says Rava physically. In order for an intercourse to take place, there has to be a hardening of the male organ. So that itself has to come from the man's own mind. So you can't say that that's completely forced. Because he had to use his own abilities in order to create the, in order to create the ability to have relations. Ella, rather, you know what the case is? Biyashen. Yeah? The guy's sleeping, the guy's sleeping, and his aver became hard without him knowing, Rashi says. And that's and then uh, relations happened. He had no das. He didn't know what was going on. Is that the case where we say it's a valid ibum? Vamar of Yehuda, but Rabbi Yehuda says, top of tomorrow's daf, yashen laikonabi avimtai. If a person has relations with his yibama while sleeping... That's not considered a yibum. So that can't be the case either. Ella, rather, what's the case? Beniska. Maybe the case was where it was a mistake. It was a mistake. He didn't intend to, he didn't intend to enter into the yivama. Rabbi says, Let's say some guy falls off the roof and he ends up, or whatever the circumstances are, he, end up, he ends up, you know, uh, being inserted into the Yavam, into a, a woman. You're obligated for four things. And it's not a valid Yavama, meaning you're Chaya for any physical damage you caused and emotional damage and medical bills and whatever. And there's no Kenyan. So again, we're trying to still find the case where you can have an acquisition on the Yavama. It's an acquisition, but it's still called forced. Says the Gemara, Ella rather, oh, I'll tell you what, you know what forced means? Forced means he didn't intend for it to be as Yibam. He intended to have relations with his wife. Yeah? A guy comes home and he's married. There's also a Yavama waiting for him. He comes home, he says hello to his wife, and, and uh, now it's, now it's uh, nighttime. And... And uh, he's with his wife, and all of a sudden the Yavama comes running into the room and grabs him, Ubalel. Yeah? And she inserts him into her. Maybe that's the case. Says the Gemara, no, that can't be the case. Because one of the cases is where they're both forced. That can't be, that doesn't apply with the both forced. There you have a woman who's purposely kind of like forcing a man on her. Says the Gemara, you know what the case is? We'll end with this step. Here's what happened. A man had kavana, he had intention to be with his wife. 
And then Goyim grabbed him, and they pushed him and his Yavama together. That's a case where they're both going to be considered forced, and that's where the Mishnah says that despite what they were, what their Das was, it's still going to be a Kenyan. Okay, so now that we established how it's even the cases of the Mishnah are even a possibility, as far-fetched as it is. But now that we've established that the case of the Mishnah can even physically be a possibility, the Gemara is now going to want to go through the sources of, you know, usually you need to have Das for something to work. Why Taka is it that when you have a Yavam and a Yavama and they're forced to be together, we're going to say it's a valid Yibam? We're going to say now you're married? We're, you, you, you need to bring a source. It's a major Chiddush. You're going to have to bring a source in the Torah for this and Bezem tomorrow. That's the sugya that we'll get into. We'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Bezem will pick up here on Matzi Shabbos. Uh, getting Tug and I get in Shabbos, everybody.